Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 23. We are continuing our look in the book of Exodus, and our theme today is God's power. We'll see this in the way that God is doing things in bringing his people out of slavery in Egypt through the plagues. We'll see it actually in Psalm 105, where the plagues are put into a poetic form, the description of that. And then we'll begin a new book, the book of Ephesians, where we see God's power to save once again in incredible ways. And so let's take our time and look through these passages, listen to what God has to say, and then we might see his power. Beginning today with Exodus chapter 7. So the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to speak everything I command you, and your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh that he must release the Israelites from his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and although I will multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. I will reach into Egypt and bring out my regiments, my people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. Then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I extend my hand over Egypt and bring the Israelites out from among them. And Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh says to you, Do a miracle, and you say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, it will become a snake. When Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh, they did so, just as the Lord commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a snake. Then Pharaoh also summoned wise men and sorcerers and magicians of Egypt by their secret arts, and they did the same. Each man threw down his staff, and the staffs became snakes. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yet Pharaoh's heart became hard, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refuses to release the people. Go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out to the water. Position yourself to meet him by the edge of the Nile and take in your hand the staff that was turned into a snake. Tell him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you to say, release my people that they may serve me in the wilderness. But until now you have not listened. This is what the Lord has said. By this you will know that I am the Lord. I am going to strike the water of the Nile with the staff that is in my hand and it will be turned into blood. Fish in the Nile will die, the Nile will stink, and the Egyptians will be unable to drink water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, take your staff and stretch out your hand over Egypt's waters, over their rivers, over their canals, over their ponds, and over their reservoirs, so that it becomes blood. There will be blood everywhere in the land of Egypt, even in wooden and stone containers. Moses and Aaron did so, just as the Lord had commanded He raised the staff and struck the water that was in the Nile right before the eyes of Pharaoh and his servants, and all the water that was in the Nile was turned to blood. When the fish that were in the Nile died, the Nile began to stink, so the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile. 
There was blood everywhere in the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret arts, and so Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he refused to listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord had predicted. And Pharaoh turned and went into his house. He did not pay any attention to this. All the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink because they could not drink the water of the Nile. Seven full days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord has said. Release my people in order that they may serve me. But if you refuse to release them, then I am going to plague all your territory with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs, and they will come up and go into your houses, in your bedroom, and on your bed, and into the houses of your servants and your people, and into your ovens and your kneading troughs. Frogs will come up against you, your people, and all your servants. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron, extend your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the canals, over the ponds, and bring the frogs up over the land of Egypt. So Aaron extended his hand over the waters of Egypt, and frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. The magicians did the same with their secret arts and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt too. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and my people, and I will release the people that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, You may have the honor over me. When shall I pray for you, your servants and your people, for the frogs to be removed from you and your houses so that they will be left only in the Nile? He said, Tomorrow. And Moses said, It will be as you say, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will depart from you, your houses, your servants, and your people. They will be left only in the Nile. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried to the Lord because of the frogs that had, that he had brought on Pharaoh. The Lord did as Moses asked. The frogs died in the houses, the villages, and the, in the fields. The Egyptians piled them in countless heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not listen to them just as the Lord had predicted. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, extend your staff and strike the dust of the ground, and it will become gnats throughout the land of Egypt. They did so. Aaron extended his hand with his staff, and he struck the dust of the ground, and it became gnats on people and on animals. All the dust of the ground became gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. When the magicians attempted to bring forth gnats by their secret arts, they could not. So there were gnats on people and animals. The magician said to Pharaoh, It is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he did not listen, just as the Lord had predicted. The Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and position yourself before Pharaoh as he goes out to the water and tell him, This is what the Lord has said. Release my people that they may serve me. If you do not release my people, then I am going to send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people and in your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies, even the ground they stand on. But on that day, I will mark off the land of Goshen, where my people are staying, so that no swarms of flies will be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of this land. I will put a division between my people and your people. This this sign will take place tomorrow. The Lord did so. A thick swarm of flies came into Pharaoh's house and into the houses of his servants and throughout the whole land of Egypt. The land was ruined because of the swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, That would not be a right thing to do, for the sacrifices we make to our God, the Lord, 
would be an abomination to the Egyptians. If we make sacrifices that are an abomination to the Egyptians right before their eyes, will they not stone us? We must go on a three-day journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God, just as he is telling us. Pharaoh said, I will release you so that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only, only you must go, not very far. Uh, do pray for me. Moses said, I am going to go out from you and pray to the Lord, and the swarms of flies will go away from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. Only do not let Pharaoh deal falsely again by not releasing the people to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did as Moses asked. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not release the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has said. Release my people that they may serve me. For if you refuse to release them and continue holding them, then the hand of the Lord will surely bring a very terrible plague on your livestock in the field, on the horses, the donkeys, the camels, the herds, and the flocks. But the Lord will distinguish between this livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, and nothing will die of all that the Israelites have. The Lord set an appointed time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this in the land. And the Lord did this on the next day. All the livestock of the Egyptians died, but all the Israelites' livestock, not one died. Pharaoh sent representatives to investigate, and indeed, not even one of the livestock of Israel had died. But Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he did not release the people. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take handfuls of soot from the furnace and have Moses throw it into the air while Pharaoh is watching. It will become a fine dust over the whole land of Egypt, and it will cause boils to break out and fester on both people and animals in all the land of Egypt. So they took soot from the furnace and stood before Pharaoh. Moses threw it in the air and caused festering boils to break out on both people and the animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for boils were on the magicians and all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted to Moses. And the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning, stand before Pharaoh, and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has said. Release my people so that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues on your very self and on your servants and on your people, so that you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. For by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with plague, and you would have, not, you would have been destroyed from the earth. But for this very purpose I have caused you to stand, to show you my strength, so that my name may be declared in all the earth. You are still exalting yourself against my people by not releasing them. I am going to cause very severe hail to rain down about this time tomorrow, such hail as has never occurred in Egypt from the day it was founded until now. So now send instructions to gather your livestock and all your possessions in the fields to a safe place. Every person or animal caught in the field and not brought into the house, the hail will come down on them and they will die. Those of Pharaoh's servants who feared the Lord's message hurried to bring their servants and livestock into their houses. But those who did not take the Lord's message seriously left their servants and their cattle in the field. Then the Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand toward the sky that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt, on people and on animals and on everything that grows in the field in the land of Egypt. When Moses extended his staff toward the sky, the Lord sent thunder and hail and fire fell to the earth. So the Lord caused hail to rain down on the land of Egypt. Hail, fire, and 
Hail fell and fire mingled with the hail. The hail was so severe that there had not been any like it in the land of Egypt since it had become a nation. The hail struck everything in the open fields, both people and animals throughout the land of Egypt. The hail struck everything that grows in the field and it broke all the trees of the field to pieces. Only in the land of Goshen, where the Israelites lived, was there no hail. So Pharaoh sent and summoned Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous and I and my people are guilty. Pray to the Lord for the mighty thunderings and hail are too much. I will release you and you will stay no longer. Moses said to him, When I leave the city, I will spread my hands to the Lord and the thunder will cease and there will be no more hail so that you may know that the earth belongs to the Lord. But as for you and your servants, I know that you do not yet fear the Lord. Now the flax and the barley were struck by the hail, for the barley had ripened and the flax was in bud, but the wheat and spelt were not struck, for they were later crops. So Moses left Pharaoh, went out of the city, and spread out his hands to the Lord, and the thunder and the hail ceased, and the rain stopped pouring on the earth. When Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder ceased, he sinned again. Both he and his servants hardened their hearts. So Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he did not release the Israelites as the Lord had predicted through Moses. Here we see God's power over and over and over again, and yet the stubborn refusal of Pharaoh and his servants to listen and to obey. And we'll see how the story continues next time. And now we're going to read from Psalm 105. This is a psalm that actually recounts the very plagues that we've been hearing about in the book of Exodus. Psalm 105. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his accomplishments among the nations, sing to him, make music to him, tell about his miraculous deeds, boast about his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and the strength he gives, seek his presence continually. Recall the miraculous deeds he performed, his mighty acts and the judgments he decreed. O children of Abraham, God's servant, you descendants of Jacob, God's chosen ones, He is the Lord our God. He carries out judgment throughout the earth. He always remembers his covenantal decree, the promise he made to a thousand generations, the promise he made to Abraham, the promise he made by oath to Isaac. He gave it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as a lasting promise, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as the portion of your inheritance. When they were few in number, just a very few, and resident foreigners within it, They wandered from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another. He let no one oppress them. He disciplined kings for their sake, saying, Don't touch my chosen ones. Don't harm my prophets. He called down a famine on the earth. He cut off all the food supply. He sent a man ahead of them. Joseph was sold as a servant. The shackles hurt his feet. His neck was placed in an iron collar until the time when his prediction came true. The Lord's word proved him right. The king authorized his release. The ruler of nations set him free. He put him in charge of his palace and made him manager of all his property, giving him authority to imprison his officials and teach his advisors. Israel moved to Egypt. Jacob lived for a time in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful and made them more numerous than their enemies. He caused the Egyptians to hate his people and to mistreat his servants. He sent his servant Moses and Aaron, whom he had chosen, They executed his miraculous signs among them and his amazing deeds in the land of Ham. He made it dark. Moses and Aaron did not disobey his orders. He turned the Egyptians' water into blood and killed their fish. Their land was overrun by frogs, which even got into the rooms of their kings. 
He ordered flies to come. Gnats invaded their whole territory. He sent hail along with the rain. There was lightning in their land. He destroyed their vines and fig trees and broke the trees throughout their territory. He ordered locusts to come, innumerable grasshoppers. They ate all the vegetation in their land and devoured the crops of their fields. He struck down all the firstborn in their land, the fruits of their reproductive power. He brought his people out enriched with silver and gold. None of his tribes stumbled. Egypt was happy when they left, for they were afraid of them. He spread out a cloud for a cover and provided a fire to light up the night. They asked for food and he sent quail. He satisfied them with food from the sky. He opened up a rock and water flowed out, a river through the dry regions. Yes, he remembered the sacred promise he made to Abraham his servant. When he led his people out, they rejoiced. His chosen one shouted with joy. He handed the territory of nations over to them and they took possession of what other peoples had produced so that they might keep his commands and obey his laws. Praise the Lord. And now Ephesians chapter 1, another letter written by the Apostle Paul. From Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. For he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He did this by predestining us to adoption as his legal heirs through Christ Jesus, according to the pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace that he has freely bestowed on us in his dearly loved Son. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our offenses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He did this when he revealed to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ, toward the administration of the fullness of the times, to head up all things in Christ, the things in heaven and the things on earth. In Christ, we too have been claimed as God's own possession, since we were predestined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope in Christ, would be to the praise of his glory. And when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed in Christ, you are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, who is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you when I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, will give you spiritual wisdom and revelation in your growing knowledge of him, since the eyes of your heart have been enlightened so that you can know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the incomparable greatness of his power toward us who believe, as displayed in the exercise of his immense strength. This power he exercised in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above every rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. 
And God put all things under Christ's feet and gave him to the church as head over all things. Now the church is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Again, a wonderful description here of God's power to take people like you and me, whoever we are, and give us new life in Christ because Jesus raised, was raised from the dead by God's power. That kind of power is the power that's enough to save us, the power to save us and this world. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You're-